0: Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. Fit tip. How long should I rest during my workout? Perfect topic for a fit tip. And as always... The first comment question answer is it depends, it depends. All right, so what does it depend on? Is the question. So, my job back when I was a trainer, and what I'm trying to do for you, what I am doing for you, is maximizing your time and results, and that goes for your workouts as well. Now Generally speaking, when we talk about rests, rest intervals, most people probably think about strength workouts, but it's strength, it's cardio, and it's sports specific, okay? So that's why it depends. It depends on what your goals are. It depends on what you're doing, what the goal of that workout is, okay? But... My goal for you is to maximize your time and results. So sometimes time is the major factor, and sometimes results. So what do I mean by that? So when we're talking about your workouts, is it just cardio? Is it strength? Is it a mix of the two, or do you want it to be, or is it really sports specific? So I could have done a a entire show on this, but for the fit tip purposes. Let's just go to the sports specific real quickly because I want to cover all bases whenever possible to give you the best information. So I'm a hockey player. My kids are hockey players. You know, if I was training a specific hockey player for, for cardio, for sports specific training, one workout would be to manipulate the rest intervals and work intervals to as closely replicate performance as possible. What do I mean by that? Specific adaptations to impose demands. Okay? That's where your training should, as I just said, as closely replicate your competition as possible. Not always, but every now and again, you want that type of training. So if a hockey player is on the ice for 30 to 60 seconds and resting for, let's say, a minute to two minutes, 90 seconds, then you're going to do workouts just like that. You're going to train the energy systems. You're going to train anaerobically, aerobically, just like you would perform in your competition. So you might get on a Airdyne bike and go really hard for 45 seconds, just like a hockey shift. And then you would get off and you would rest for 90 seconds. And you would do that for a different number of intervals. Okay, so that is the sport specific. And that's really specific. But I wanted to throw that out there for those of you who are competing in such a way or training those type of athletes. And then there's cardio, just straight cardio as well. And same thing. You may be doing an interval workout like a track workout or, you know, a a bike workout where you're going hard, you're going easy, And manipulating that rest-to-work interval is important, right? And the longer the work interval and the shorter the rest interval, the harder the workout's going to be. And that's what a great coach manipulates based on your goals. And I've talked about that before. When I talk about interval training and ratios of one-to-one or one-to-two or one-to-three, what does that mean? If you go hard for 30 seconds and it's a 1 to 3 ratio of work to rest, well, then you're going to rest for 90 seconds. If it's a 1 to 2 ratio, you're going to go hard for 30 and you're going to rest for 60. And obviously, 1 to 1 would be 30 seconds hard, 30 seconds easy. So, sports-specific, you're going to manipulate those intervals in training sometimes, not all the time. Obviously, you're doing different things, strength components, flexibility, balance, that kind of stuff. But again, if you're a runner or a cyclist, you're going to throw those type of intervals in as well. And rest is super important to control based on your goals. But vast majority of you or many of you who are listening are listening to lose weight, to build muscle, and to ideally do as much in the same workout as possible right to change your body composition. And that is a really important factor in how you structure your workout. And let me say this too, there are those of you listening, there's a significant number I know from comments and questions who are trying to build strength. And those are the two I want to focus on now. So, talked about the sport specific, the interval type training, but for this fit tip now, it's those two workout goals, right? Are you trying to max bench press? Are you lifting for, you know, one rep max strength, squats, deadlifts? Or are you trying to change body composition? So that makes it really clear and really kind of simple when we look at the science. So let me give you one study. This was in the Strength and Conditioning Journal, October 2019. And the title is Energy System Development in the Weight Room, Incorporating Prescribed Rest Periods For NCAA men's basketball players. All right. This is just a great kind of introduction into energy systems and rest periods and how they're connected. I'm just going to read you one paragraph from this study. From both practical experience to physiological science, more rest is required between sets of low repetition and high intensity. Creatine phosphate can deplete up to 50% to 70% during high-intensity exercise lasting between 5 and 30 seconds. Oh, my gosh. Wait a minute. Creatine, that stuff you can take in powder form, that's an energy system? Yeah. Yeah. Talk more about that. Different show. All right? It goes on. In addition, it is well understood that a period of 3 to 5 minutes is required for the complete recovery of the adenosine triphosphate phosphocreatine energy system. That's your ATP-PC system's energy system. That is the quick energy that you get during high-intensity exercise. All right? This system is critical in fueling high-intensity effort, there you go, for extremely short periods. Furthermore, we know that the presence of lactate and the subsequent lowering of muscle pH induces fatigue. This is particularly crucial when lifting at high intensities and low reps across multiple sets and repeated efforts. All right, I love this. There's science to everything, people, when we're talking about exercise. And when you study it, you know how to manipulate it, and you know how to get your best results. And I just love that creatine phosphate came up in this abstract, and this study. Because there's that whole creatine question that comes up all the time about supplementing. It's an energy system in your body, and it's limited, which is why, depending on your goals, again, topic for another show, you may want to supplement with creatine. Okay, but back to what most of you are looking for, either Huge strength gains for those of you who are maybe younger or just in that world of of max one rep PRs or even just heavy weights, low reps. And then there are those of you who want to look better, feel better, prevent injury, lose some weight, you know, tone up to throw in that term. You go, what is tone? Again, topic for another day, but build muscle, all those kind of things. Look better, feel better, live longer. All right. So two separate camps. And let me give you just an example from back when I was a trainer in the gyms. There were two guys who would come in who were in that first camp. They were trying to build strength and they would often come in and there would be squat day and they would wrap their knees. The whole preparation took forever. And then they would load the bar, significant amount of weight and they would do their one rep, never more than three, generally speaking, one to three reps, but often just one super heavy And then what would they do? They would go sit for three to five minutes. And you just found out why. I'll read it to you again. Creatine phosphate can deplete up to 50 to 70% during high-intensity exercise. Okay? And that a period of three to five minutes is required for the complete recovery of the adenosine triphosphate phosphocreatine energy system. So power lifters will do their One, two, three reps, and then go sit and recover. Let that energy system recover. So for those of you who are in that world, that's why you will rest for that duration. And then for the other group, vast majority, I shouldn't say that, many of you, you want to minimize rest, right? There's that balance. You want to get the most work in in the shortest amount of time. And ideally for many of you who are exercising a couple times a week, you're trying to get cardio and strength together oftentimes. And that's the question, you know, cardio first or strength first. If you're just doing strength and you're not going for maximum power, 30 to 60 seconds, 30 to 60 seconds rest. But here's the caveat. You don't really need to do nothing. You shouldn't do nothing. So, I've given you my circuit, right? Circuit training, one of the most effective ways to maximize your time and results. That is little to no rest. While you're doing your strength work, your heart rate is elevated, you're getting cardiovascular benefit above what you would get if you took long rest periods. And you're not lifting for maximum strength. And as long as your form doesn't suffer, that is crucial then you want to minimize your rest. I don't ever rest. I shouldn't say that. (laughs) With this specific type of workout, I'm talking about when I do my circuit training, it's nonstop and it's generally at home, right? Which is another reason why working out at home is super effective. Think of how much time people spend walking around at the gym, you know, texting, talking to people, which is totally fine. But, you can condense that hour-long workout into 15, 20, 25 minutes at home. So when I talk about my circuit that I love that my first, you know, fitness videos illustrated, I would do an upper body exercise, a lower body exercise, a core exercise and a cardio interval. There was no rest. But the way it's designed is giving body parts rest. So you could do the upper while your lower body rests. Then you do your lower body, your upper body rests. Then you do your core and then you do a cardio interval. So depending on your goals, you're going to manipulate your rest. But for those of you listening who want to do the least amount, Tom, tell me like the least amount I can do to get the greatest results. Well, then you are little to no rest in your workouts. Because your heart rate's going to stay up there. You're going to burn a couple extra calories, which is important. You don't need to let your ATP, CP, energy system replenish because you're not squatting 300 pounds. And you're trying to maximize your time. I did this last night in my home gym. And let me throw out one final thing that I've talked about in the past and we'll talk about in the future, supersets. It ties into the whole circuit training, low rest paradigm. You do a bicep curl like I did last night with dumbbells. And then I sometimes use that same amount of weight and switch right over to tricep kickbacks. No rest, biceps, then triceps. So, how long should you rest during your workout? It depends on your goals. If you're going for maximum strength, you're going to take minutes in between. If you're doing a sport specific workout and you want to as closely replicate your sport performance, which you should do in some workouts, well, then you're going to do it that way. Soccer players, basketball players, as the study looked at, hockey players, how long are you going to be active and how long are you going to rest? And that's why it's challenging and fun, if you're in my position, to train soccer players and hockey players, anaerobic and aerobic exercise. Okay. (laughs) I've gone on longer than I planned. It's just common, but there you go. It depends. It depends. Circuit training, one of the most effective ways to exercise. And for those of you who are like, Tom, I got two to three days a week. I got a half hour, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Then you darn well want to do strength and cardio together. And ideally you're doing some cardio outside of that as well. One final thing though. Volume of training is crucial as well. So this is one of the new findings in strength and conditioning. One of the new exciting counter findings that I have talked about in the past as well. That we used to think you had to overload the muscle by going heavier. Always heavier, right? Not super heavy, but heavy enough. And yes, you still want to challenge your muscles. But you can challenge your muscles by the number of sets and reps you do. So my point is, when you are trying to maximize your muscle building body composition changes, you want to do more sets rather than fewer. Stands to reason. Right? So in other words, don't take long rests at the expense of an extra set or two. You know, four sets of bicep curls, 10 reps in a short amount of time is going to add up. And you don't need to rest in between. Now bodybuilders didn't even go there. Totally different. But even then, bodybuilders are going to go 30 to 60 seconds, generally speaking, unless they're going super, super heavy, but they're going to manipulate those rest intervals as well. Going off on tangents I didn't plan on, but I always want to cover as much as possible even in these shorter fit tips. But it's about work done and it's about looking at your goals and matching that work to rest intervals based on that. All right, 30 to 60 seconds for those of you who want to rest a little bit and aren't powerlifting, but again, I'm gonna say it one final time, do something in that 30 to 60 seconds, if even just stretching, but sitting around, unless you're powerlifting, shouldn't really do it. All right, there you go. bit tip, how long should I rest during my workout? I say pack it in, pack it in, unless you're going super hard. All right, and there you have it. I am Tom Holland. Please subscribe to the show. Comment, rate the show if you can. Greatly appreciated. You can reach out. Questions, comments, Tom H. Fit is Instagram and Twitter, Tom H. Fit. You can go to fitnessdisrupted.com as well. The Micro Workout Plan is my most recent book. Thank you, by the way. Many of you who have purchased it have reviewed it on Amazon. And if you could do that as well, if you have not yet, it is so greatly appreciated from an author standpoint. Uh, So thank you for that. All right. I am Tom Holland, exercise physiologist, certified sport nutritionist, and lover of everything fitness. My goal is to help you have your best life. Thank you for listening and believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
1: Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. The podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The
2: Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God.